The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Let's just stay seated for five minutes before I I, uh, start. Enjoy the silence. I should say sitting, not seated. Welcome, everyone. If 
you're comfortable, it would help me if you put a name tag on, if you don't mind. Jim, would you mind bringing a couple of name tags in the pen for anybody? I think there are a couple of people who didn't get it. It helps me. I want to learn your names. Thank you. So, um, does anybody have any concerns about my taking my mask off? No? Okay. Thank you, Jim. So this is the fourth week in this four-week series, Establishing the Practice. Um, so before I, I kind of... Um, she was right here. She, that was it, yeah. Thank you. So just, um, is it Mila? Mila, Mila, great. Um, so the four weeks, we went through the first week, um, wise understanding, wise intention. Second week was mindfulness on and off the cushion. Third week was actions um, that support joy. And this week is uh, establishing and sustaining our practice with wise effort. Um, and if you signed up for the, pra- the handouts, it's all in there, and I'll email it to you. Yeah. Um, so I'm just wondering, before I kind of go a little bit more into today's topic, if there are any questions or responses that are residual um, that I can answer for any of you? No? Good? All good? And I have a question, a different question. Since you don't have any for me, I have one for you. Did any of you focus on moments of well-being or joy this week? Any of you take in, yeah? Corey, you did? Perfect. Would you mind saying a few words in the mic? Yeah. Thank you, Sage. Uh, yeah, just uh, little things. Just um, uh, usually on my walking commute uh, to work, um, if a car would uh, stop and uh, as I walked past, I would you know give a little wave. Mm-hmm. I kind of helped uh, try and remember that. I did a little bit of um, uh, an appreciation journal as well. Nice. So I would wrote, write down, try to do three appreciations for the day to try to keep in those uh, moments. So I think it's a good practice. I, 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 I'm liking it. How, um, how, is, how, how do you know you're liking it? What are the benefits for you? Um, well, I guess difficult to say. I think, uh, I don't, um, dwell as long or churn as long in the, 
bad things or, or, or challenges that come my way. Um, it just kind of, there's this other presence there that is kind of a, a lighter presence and allows me to, um, uh, just be, um, generally more, more positive about, uh, um, about, about my days. Beautiful. Well, that seems beautiful. Yeah. Thank you, Corey. Anybody else want to share any, any, and if not from last week when you were here at a different time, or any other thing from the the series that you've been doing that you found beneficial that you would like to share? Or okay, great. Um, I, part of the reason I ask about the noticing the joy is. That negativity bias is so strong, I find it that it's almost like people just pass over even that those practice. Like, you know, um, it's like the mind loses interest so quickly in the well-being. It's like if you imagine doing the raft practice, it's like everybody, before they even get to where you would have everybody sit around the table, they're done, right? There's just... But we could actually stay with it. We could actually spend some more time and say, well, what were the conditions that supported this joy? Well, I was, you know, at the Sangha, I had good intentions, you know, the various things that we could start to really highlight for ourselves. And um, so it's, it's a mystery for me, and I'm trying to, I'm wanting to arouse interest in this and and help people sustain so um i'm you know i have a lot of i think it's so important um which is why i'm lingering here and um just really want to encourage you to think about how to help the mind take in the good because it won't do it by itself not until we condition it in that direction I also want to invite all of you to a day-long meditation retreat this sun- this Saturday from 9.30 to 4.30. There's flyers at the end of the the, sta- the stage if you want to pick one up. You're welcome to come for the whole time, and if you can't stay all day, it's fine to come for part. I'll be co-teaching with Kodo. So if you did the intro series with us, um, he'll be back and co-teaching with me that day long. Um, So, uh, to start tonight, I have a little bit of a quote. Practice sometimes unfolds in surprising ways. It's actually never a straight line to any fixed goal. Just like life, it's always a mixture of things that arise from times characterized by confusion, doubt, discouragement, to times of clarity, joy, and inspiration. Keep practicing. Just keep practicing. Never stop practicing is sort of the motto. So it's not a straight line. And uh, I've had this image of myself at times, you know, where there are times where it feels like it's almost every step you could go this way or that way off the path. 
And it's, it's sometimes it's just this constant, you know, attention to what's happening to keep us on the path. We meander off and we have to come back. But if we're really right here, you can start to even see, oh, the mind is entertaining. <laughs> the, com- the compulsions, the pulls. And, um, you know, so, yeah, yeah, it's not a straight line. So, for me, um, one of the really supportive things to pay attention to in my practice is my effort. I feel like um, there's so much, uh, there's so so much so it's so dynamic working with effort. Um, no different from opening a jar, right? You know, different can openers. Some are easier, some are harder. Some jars are easier, some jars are harder. If you do, you know, if you don't put in enough effort, the jar doesn't open. If you put in too much effort, you might break the jar, you know. There's effort in that. And, and the feedback is right there. The jar, the lid comes off or it doesn't, right? Um, so that's a very gross kind of analogy, but the truth is is that um, ha- there's so much effort in in uh, in just in deciding to do something, and how much effort we put into it can really impact our experience of something. And the practice is uh, no different. In fact, it's. Um, a really beautiful thing to start to notice and and really think about like okay how much effort am i putting into being aware of my breathing and and then that will change over the course of a practice period in 5 minutes the amount of effort that it needs to stay with the breath can change dramatically right Typically, if we start the practice with a little more effort to stay with the breath, stay with the breath, it helps us get you know, established with that anchor. But if we keep putting that much effort in that we start with, it's too much effort after a while. Then we start to overwork, and we're overstraining, and we start to get tight. So there's you know, a certain amount of effort that's needed to get started, and then we need to back off. And then sometimes we'll back off a little too much and we'll start to wander and lose our focus. And then we need to notice that, okay, then maybe we need to kind of bring back a little bit more effort. So for me, um, there's, there's that kind of effort. There's also um, the practice we're doing is an effort. So choosing the... Um, anchor is an effort. We choose an anchor, right, in this practice. And that's that takes effort, and choosing the right anchor is an effort, right? It's all like um, doing loving-kindness practice is a certain kind of effort. So how we're, even the mindset or the tone of voice in the mind is part of what affects the effort, So I'm going to invite you all, just close your eyes for a second, 
And in silence, in, in your own mind, I'd like you to say your own name. Just say it a few times and just sort of see if you can't notice how it feels and what you notice in your body when you hear your own name. Okay, now I'd like you to um, think about um, somebody who adores you. Could be a pet, child, grandparent, somebody alive, somebody from the past. It doesn't matter, but just somebody that you know really thinks you're, you know, they're pretty smitten with you. And I'd like you to imagine hearing your name in their voice just a few times. And notice what that feels like in your body. Okay. And did you feel the difference? Could you feel the difference inside of yourself? I see some slight nods. Yeah. So this is a great kind of um, example of the subtleties that we can start to pay attention to with effort, the ways we can start to tune in to how we're bringing ourselves to this cushion. You know, if we aren't careful, we can bring the voice of an irritated parent to you know, the experience of sitting, right, to ourselves. And then that's going to have an effect. Our system will respond to that way of being spoken to, right? So when we talk about effort in the practice, we often use words, um, two words, skillful and unskillful to describe um, how habits, thoughts, decisions, practices lead to, you know, suffering or the end of suffering. And so, but this, these terms, you know, this term skillful and unskillful, we really are tuning into how it's supporting our ability to be present. And we need to be seeing ourselves as our instrument. So the tone of voice, the amount that we're encouraging ourselves, the way, the practice, will we're like a bell. It will resonate and have different tonal imp- impacts. So we want to look for things that are skillful, meaning they support, you know, our awareness being present, wisdom being present, and uh, our mindfulness. So we're using our effort as we grow this practice to monitor our inner life. Joe was talking to me earlier about you know monitoring how she's thinking, 
right in daily life and um, and this so this is this is wise effort to try and monitor but then if we over we're in the middle of life trying to work or talk to somebody and if we're over trying to you know over efforting what's what's going to happen for us we can't keep functioning because we're, we're over analyzing ourselves right so and we use the effort to um, monitor and sort of check in on our intentions what are our intentions here and then um, I like to talk about um, the feedback I, I like the word feedback or outcome but I like feedback best is it's like that's the, the resonance, that's the impact of what we're doing. What is the feedback that we're getting from our effort? Are we not just doing something, but actually paying attention to the impact of what we're doing? So there's these, they call them four teachings on four kinds of effort. And there's essentially you know, two, two parts of it. One has to do with preventing or stopping unwholesome or unskillful experiences, thoughts, practices. And the other is to grow or to sustain the skillful. So we want to, if, if we're noticing a lot of hatred come up and, and self-hatred come up or something like that, um, we have four you know, there's there's stop the hatred, right? And then once the hatred is stopped, we want to prevent it from arising again. And so we can start with trying to stop the hatred and then preventing it, or we can actually turn away from the hatred and grow something that's wholesome, some love or kindness or compassion, and then sustain that compassion, that whole, that. Um, you know, skillful stuff. So we don't always have to focus on stopping something that's unskillful. We can instead choose to grow something that's skillful, just abandon, essentially, the unskillful, as opposed to trying to just repress or stop something. Sometimes it works to just be like, no, that doesn't feel good, I'm done. And there's just a stopping that happens. It's really simple, really clear. Sometimes it's really easy. But sometimes I find that uh, when there's something I'm doing that is a problem for me, I actually can reinforce it if I stay focused on it, then start criticizing myself for doing this thing, and it feeds it more. Sometimes if I'm practicing loving-kindness, and I'm, so I'm growing and then sustaining a skillful practice, mind state, um, I might find that I'm um, maybe I'm, I'm, I start to do something unskillful at the same time, like... Um, I don't know, maybe I start to get interested in my phone. 
and um, but and so that's not you know that's not skillful. That's not going to support the cultivation of loving kindness or my practice. So that might be something that I I truly want to stop. I might if my phone is within reach, I might literally want to turn it off or put it away, and then it's sort of done, right? If I can do something that's that simple, it might be just really easy to to stop when I'm cultivating or working on sustaining something that feels supportive, helpful. Saida Utejaniya says, trying to get the mind more interested in what is happening is wise effort. So helping us be curious and interested is wise effort. So it's so there's so much to it here. Right? There's really it's a very rich territory. And curiosity is really supportive for the practice. Having a mind that's interested, really interested. And what well what ha- it's like a you know, a kid who's really curious about well what happens if I put two more drops of dye in this, you know? They're so engaged. You know, and so sometimes I, I, that kind of mindset where we really want to stay with it and see and find it fascinating. Now, too much of that is not good either. I think a lot of times it's almost similar to maybe the thing I was talking about earlier about noticing joy. It's almost like we're much more interested in, in the creation of the effort, in the doing, than in caring about what happens. Like so much more of our pattern is to pay attention to that, the launching and not what it's really like to ride in the boat. So... I think that we get in trouble with ourselves, with our practice, and in relationships because of this as well. I think that noticing and, and sort of paying attention, being attuned to this, the idea of a bell, you know, the resonance. And, and feeling into the space between yourself and others is really powerful, important, and within ourselves. I think another thing that can happen is that um, we can have a sense of wanting to avoid like, oh, I hope that didn't come out the wrong way, right? We say something or do something. We don't want to cause more difficulty. and, And then there's a tendency to then want to kind of turn away and deny and move on so that we don't have to pause and take in what the impact that we of something that's happened that didn't quite go the right way. So we, there's a conditioning there. It's back to this idea that we're not staying tuned in to the impact of what we're doing because one, it's not that important, or two, we don't like what we don't want to. We don't feel embarrassed. We don't want to cause more of a mess. Or, but 
it doesn't always mean even we have to say something, but it is important. I think it's important to to pay attention. Even if it's just in ourselves, to give it some space, to hold some space. And so we don't always know how we're impacting other people, but we can notice how we're being impacted. So maybe even it's like, oh, well, now I'm worried that what I said wasn't okay, but they seem fine, but I'm not okay. I got worried. Why am I worried? So there's something there for us, too, to see. So before I kind of go any further, I'm wondering what thoughts you're having about this, what associations, what questions, what ideas you might be having um, about effort in your practice and what you're noticing. Is anybody open to sharing? Hi, Myla. Um, the effort part, I, I find that really interesting because when I meditate, I sometimes am really there and, and giving it yeah. an even amount of effort. And other times, a whole half hour goes by and I don't really know what I was doing. <laughs> I mean, I catch myself in somewhere in there, but I love, I, I, like, it's really important to, um, to, to put forward effort. It, yes. Why am I sitting for a half hour I mean, if I'm not going to actually meditate and, and focus on that anchor that you talked about, whatever it might be? Um, and then when you were talking about, that's the one thing I was observing. But, yeah. Um, th- when you were talking about like the voices or mm-hmm. <laughs> my thought, you know, mm-hmm. I, sometimes I have thoughts that obviously aren't necessarily always um, in line with who I want to be or, or how I might say something to someone. But I've heard over and over again, maybe become friendly with it rather than mm-hmm. go for the wise versus the unwise. Or mm-hmm. and so you know, just today it was like, oh yeah, I hear you. You know, like and just acknowledge it because it's coming from somewhere. It's not necessarily what I want to do. Yeah. But that made me think about how I can respond to something like that if I'm aware of it at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. That's and and. Um Myla, mm-hmm. um, the sometimes that is the most skillful thing we can do. It dissipates everything, right? Not give it much attention. Yeah, you know, just uh, acknowledge. And yeah. I mean, I could go on and on and go, "Oh, that again," or you know, whatever yeah. it might be. But like, yeah, hey, I hear you. Yeah, it's more like give it some kindness or love. Yeah. And sometimes it's, uh, you know, we'll play with it because sometimes what we'll find is the response. The response is what's going to tell us what's next. Because sometimes you'll find then it grows because there's something that wants attention. And, you know, and then we might have to respond in a different way. And sometimes it's just going to dissipate. But this is the thing to pay attention to is what is the impact of our effort? What happens and yeah, anything else you want to share? Yeah, but that's beautiful reflections. And anybody else have another idea or thing about effort? Yeah, great, Anne Rose. 
Hi, good evening, everyone. Hi, Tanya. Um, uh, sometimes I feel in terms of effort, I could be a bit overconfident in what I'm doing, and then all of a sudden, you know, 30 minutes does go by, and then I'm like, wait, what was I doing? Or I'm not even really focused on, or maybe I thought my anger was on the breath, and then I stopped paying, it, stopped paying attention to it, and then I'm like the following day at work, I'm like, well, I, I had a really good sitting, or what I thought was a good sitting, and then I'm I'm all fired up and calling home, calling kids' houses, and writing referrals left and right, and I'm just like, why why can't I be okay with this? I thought I w- I was on track with mm-hmm. my meditation, and I guess my effort, maybe uh, the voice that I was listening to was a one that was laced in criticism mm. rather than rather than one that was of of loving kindness, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's Beautiful, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell another little story. Um, and somebody else, if you're thinking of something great. But um, I, one place I've been watching the impact of effort is swimming. I'm a swimmer. And, um, you know, when you swim, it, it's a, a whole different thing to try and p- speed up because it's all about moving your legs harder and your arms faster, but also pulling harder. It's a very different thing than pushing something, right? Because you're, the water, the consistency of the water is really different. And so for me, um, there, there is a concerted amount of effort when I'm trying to increase my pace, when I'm trying to get myself to move up a bit, that starts to happen. But what I notice is that if I'm not careful, I feel like what happens, so I love to swim. I love the water. I love the light in the water, the feeling in, of being in the water, the smoothness of it. The, you know, just, There's just so much that I love about it. And when I'm putting in a lot of effort, it's like a hood comes down over my head. And I I stop seeing all these things. I stop taking in the light. I stop taking in the feeling of the water. I stop feeling the joy of swimming. And so there's this real balancing act of needing to work harder while trying to open up at the same time. So I just share that as another example of how we need to be mindful of our effort because when we're trying hard, it can, for me, it feels like literally pulling pulling a hood down over my head in a way. Like I just, instead of being open like this, and, and I felt like that has happened to me in meditation, too, where I'm, all I'm doing is focusing on trying so hard. I'm not actually really paying attention to much of anything other than I'm trying. So, you know, as we start to watch this, we might be able to have a relationship with a certain feeling that comes in our body when we're trying too hard when we're putting in too much effort, and conversely, when we're not putting in enough. You know, there can be... Yeah, Corey. The metaphor I've heard before yeah. is uh, that of uh, oh. tuning up. We should, yeah. Yes, yes, this is such a great... Yeah. And um, 
sure. Brian, do you want to go over and to the heat thing? Or um, it feels like people are getting a little bit cold. It maybe needs to be. No, you're okay. Yeah, okay. All right. If anybody's getting cold, Jim can just let Jim know, and he can bump it up a teeny bit. But we're all okay right now, I guess, Jim. Yeah. All right. Okay, sorry. Uh, no, it's okay. Uh, yeah, the metaphor I've heard before is that of, uh, with one's practice, um, uh, that of tuning a guitar string. Yeah. Uh, if it's too loose, uh, the note is a little yeah. um, s- uh, sou- sour. Or, uh, and if it's too taut, you know, the string can break. Or yeah. So you want it in tune where it's kind of humming along. Absolutely. Yeah, there's a sutta um, all about this. It's such a great sutta. But, yeah, if it's too, the, you know, the string gets really, the sound doesn't vibrate, right? It, do, it just, if the string is too tight, it's like trying to ring this bell when I'm holding it. It just blocks the sound from vibrating. And, um yeah, and if there's too much, it's too slack. It's like, you know. So yeah, it's this is another very beautiful simile for helping us think about the effort that we're putting in, and we're the we're the instrument we're playing here, folks. We're we're the instrument, and we've got to tune in to what the impact is of what we're doing. Yeah. Yes, Anne Rose. Great. How do you? Thank you, Corey. That was a really great point. I just, how do you know when you're too taut or too slack? Great. I mean, obviously there's tension. I know that. Great. And then maybe apathy, if I'm feeling like whatever, doesn't matter. I'll just try to move on. Yeah. Like that? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So watching the subtle body tension is one. So, you know... You know, we might sort of find ourselves completely slumping or just sort of losing losing a sense of uprightness, right? Um, now, you know, we're all bodies are going to look a little different, so it's not like we're all going to look the same, but we'll know our own selves, right? But the other part is tension, too. Like our shoulders are tense, our jaws are gripping, right? Um our, gosh, I don't know about you, but my, my shoulders will come up to my ears or my eyebrows will get super tight when I'm trying to concentrate sometimes. And these are all, this is all feedback that I'm over-efforting I'm, or I'm efforting in the wrong way. So we've, we're going to have our own conditioning, our own body patterns that will give us feedback about over or under-efforting. Um, and the tone of voice in our minds, the word choices, the r- rapidity of the speaking in our heads, the, these are all forms of feedback, right? Yes. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. So, okay. So, um, in, in general, the things that, you know, tend to be important to think about are relaxation is actually really, really important. So we start sitting up and finding a good posture. We start with setting an attention and working to establish our connection with the the anchor. 
And we've got to, it's like they say the bones are upright and then the, let the muscles fall off the bones. Let the belly hang out. So there's this combination of upright and relaxed. And, you know, for me, another big thing is paying attention to my chest. It's important for me to open up my, squeeze my elbows together, lift my shoulders up and back, because this counters the leaning forward with the computers and the phones. And then the body can breathe more easily. It just naturally takes easier breaths. So the, this, is a, this is an example of taking effort to help with our ease, you know, to help us relax in the practice, is setting ourselves up physically before we come in. Um, the other thing that's really supportive, you know, I, I read that quote by um, Asayadaw Uktejaniya, but um, trying to get interested is wise effort. Curiosity interest that's very helpful like saying you know i'm i'm interested in, in learning about what's happening here i'm interested in noticing well what happens if i start my practice this way and then oh well what happens if i start it that way let me see what happens so that also helps setting the sense of intention to notice right this intention to notice um, and actually relaxation it's like another word for that might be receptivity so you know how for too too braced too much effort there's no receptivity and practice requires a lot of receptivity there's a lot of need for attunement and receptiveness, being willing, so that relaxation really supports that happening. All right. Um, so I'm just going to go over a couple other little tips that can help in practice, and then we'll do some small groups. Um, in terms of effort with thinking, when thinking becomes really strong, one of the things that we teach um, is uh, to, instead of staying focused on the content of the thought, notice the way you're thinking. Thinking in words, thinking in typed-out words versus hearing, thinking in images, memories, Noticing if it's in color or black and white. Um, so start to just kind of one way is to say, oh, this kind of thinking is happening right now. And sort of see that as opposed to attending to the content of the thought. Another is to just kind of uh, grossly categorize the type of thinking that's happening. Worry, planning. Wanting, remembering, just these very simple categorized categories that help us, again, shift from the content, which is a little bit like when you plug your, your CD into the TV, the VCR, 
old days, and it grabs it and it starts rolling. It's kind of, kind of like when we stay with the content, we get grabbed and pulled into the story, into the movie more easily. So this is a, an example of how to redirect your attention to know that you're thinking, but without kind of getting carried downstream. Um, and then another example of a, a really skillful practice when there's a lot going on for us um, in our minds or difficult emotions is doing loving-kindness practice. Is doing the phrases that... Um, you can do them for myself, so for may I. You can do them for somebody else, you, or all beings, or categories of beings. And it's essentially four phrases. May I be safe. May I be happy. May I be healthy. And may I be at ease. And we just gently repeat these phrases over and over in the mind, and that can help settle things as well. It can also, it be, it's like that effort of um, arousing good states, skillful states in the mind, and then sustaining them. So that part of that effort of arousing and sustaining. All right. So let's do groups of one, two, three, one, two, three. Yeah, three. Perfect. And um, maybe three to four. So Sage and Jim can join a group if they wish. Um, And I generally encourage you to get in a group with new people that you don't know. Um, And yeah, go ahead and just turn your bodies and make yourselves comfortable and Get seated, and I'll give you some more instructions in a minute. So uh, just for the recording, the question was, if I keep practicing no matter what, over and over again, we're asking the same question to see what different answers come up. And um, I'm curious if anyone wants to share how that was, what what they learned, or... Yeah. It wasn't so much... A little closer uh, to your mouth. Okay. It wasn't so much what I was thinking. It was after it was my turn, and I look back, and I'm thinking, oh, my life is hanging by my meditation practice. I feel that my life is going to miraculously change if I stay on this path. And so I was just splurting out all these positives. And then as I sat back, I'm like, I'll say if it doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yes, and, and then, you know, what happens when it doesn't happen exactly that way? Mm-hmm. And you keep practicing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Joe. Okay. Anybody else want to go? Because it won't, you know, Joe, it won't go exactly the way you think it, right? Nothing does. Life is uh, too unpredictable. So nothing else? You guys, I overheard a few nice things that were very inspiring, Ben. Okay. 
You know, adjust your posture. See if you need to stretch a little bit. And invite your awareness to come inward. Come inward. Start to feel the support of the cushion or the chair, the floor. Feel yourself maybe giving your weight to your bones and to the chair, the cushion. And see if the breath doesn't rise up right in the middle of it. So we talk about finding an anchor that helps us stay here. Most frequently we use the breath, but you can choose a different anchor. So whatever your anchor is, breath, sound, sensation, Taking a moment to be curious and interested about how you're experiencing your anchor at this moment, in this body, at this time. And if you're having a bit of a challenge connecting with your anchor, you might try taking three longer, slower, deeper breaths, just some big, nice, deep breaths, inviting a relaxation and a letting go with the exhale. So remember the sound of the voice that you chose for hearing your name earlier, the one that says it with care and acceptance and kindness. See if you can find that voice in your mind, in your body. And whether it's in your own voice sound or in theirs, Offering the phrases to yourself with that energy, that heart. Remembering that this practice of loving kindness, it's a practice where we are not trying to make something happen. Rather, it's all said with this may I or may you, or may we. 
So it's almost like an invitation that we're dropping into our own system, to the universe. So we'll do that with that voice of kindness, of care. And you can start with offering it to yourself, and if you find that it's really uncomfortable, then bring to mind somebody who's so easy to love. And imagine there, them there in front of you, and you can offer the phrases to them. So what we're doing is starting where it's easiest for us. And so this is an example of effort and then paying attention to the impact of our effort. So if we offer to ourselves and we notice there's resistance and difficulty, we're noticing and receiving the impact of our practice and then maybe shifting to something, another easier being for ourselves tonight. And the phrases start... May I be safe. So just taking a moment to hold that idea of safety, safeness, safe enough. Maybe noticing in this present moment if there's a sense of safeness. How do we know when we're feeling a sense of safeness? What happens in our bodies when we feel safe enough? May I be safe? May I be happy. This is that sort of um, happiness that's not dependent on other things. Sort of a simple, simple happiness. Just a sense of, I don't know, ease or joy. That's so subtle sometimes. Maybe bringing to mind an experience of feeling just a contented happiness, peaceful happiness. May I be happy. May I be healthy. 
as healthy as I can be. Just connecting with that feeling of health and vitality, well-being. May I experience well-being. May I be healthy. May I be at ease. May I be at ease. And what does ease feel like? May I be at ease. Now we'll repeat the phrases and you can take a moment to decide if you want to continue to offer the phrases to yourself or maybe to another human being you know that could use some support, care, is having a hard time. Maybe somebody who's easy to love, a pet, Maybe all beings in the world, maybe connecting with what it would be like for every single human living being. So I'll use the word we for whatever we is in you. May we be safe. May we be safe. May we be happy. May we be happy.
May we be healthy. May we be healthy. May we be at ease. May we be at ease. May all beings everywhere without exception be safe, be happy, be healthy, and be at ease. So we have, um, you know, we have 10 minutes. And I, I had a little fantasy. And that fantasy would be pretty simple, I think, that actually um, the only person that would be a little hard to reach would be Arno, but that we take the microphone and we pass it from each person and just you know, and go and you can say whatever you want to say as we wrap up this four-week series and we'll be starting another one next week called Let's Talk About Practice. And um, so, you know, what do you want to give to the Sangha, to yourself? Um, if you want to ask a question, fine. But um, Sage, maybe you could start and then pass it to Ben. Yeah, so um, I think what I'd like to give to the Sangha, first of all, is um, just gratitude. Gratitude to Tanya and gratitude to all of you. Um, it's been wonderful practicing together. Um, thank you so much for teaching. Um, I hope to apply it and to get to what if you keep practicing without exception mm-hmm. someday soon. And maybe say your name when you say yeah, uh, This is Ben. Um, um, I've attended many different classes, not as much as Mitra, but some uh, over the years. And uh, um, the effect of each, uh, each class is very subtle. Um, and uh, you wonder... Well, what did I learn? 
then uh, as you live your normal life, you begin to see snippets, little bits of pieces, bits and pieces of what you, and it kind of uh, makes you hopeful that maybe I did learn something. Great, and then just make sure you get Anne Rose behind you. Yeah. Yeah, I feel the same. I feel it, it's it's subtle, but it's adding. Um, and I want to thank you for these four weeks. And um, something happened today um, when you said to hear the voice of a person. Um, I think, I don't know if this is going to go away, but something in my heart changed. I don't think I ever mm. said my own name or heard my own name like this before. Mm. And uh, I heard it in my dad's voice, mm. and it changed everything. Yeah. It just changed everything. I, how I feel about the whole world changed when we did this loving-kindness, I don't think I ever felt so much. And today is four years since he passed away. Oh, wow. But I don't think that... I just... Um, hearing his... his voice. Beautiful, um, Mitra. Thank you. Thank you, Tanya. Thank you, everyone, for allowing me to feel safe and welcome. I'm just grateful for the two months that we've been, I've been cultivating and establishing, and I just hope to continue on in this journey, even though there can be times of such self-doubt. I, I have to remind myself that it, you know, patience is, is something that I have to practice, and sitting, you just sitting and being with the breath and and just not allowing myself to be, you know, over, what do you call it, like the boat in the water, just completely. Carried out to yeah, sea. Yeah, carried out. And I, I can drop the anchor. Yeah. Because sometimes I'm holding it. Yeah. And I'd rather be swept away by everything. And I know, I, I know there's a better way to live life and just many thanks. And... I'm so grateful to everyone, to you, and I'm excited for the for next week. Great! I'm so glad you'll be here, I'm Rose. I would like to thank you for for the teaching, for sharing the knowledge. Um, it's it's pretty useful. Um, there's a lot to to learn and a lot to apply. So. Uh, as Anna says, patience is needed. Patience is needed to 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 absorb everything and to apply everything. So thanks again for sharing, and thanks to the other for participating. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, uh, thank you for um, everything, and. Um, the the inner voice is something uh that i picked up this time and um i'm i'm learning um 
what a uh, that 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 uh, it could use some softening. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, and that was a, a the distinction between first um, calling your name and then like imagining somebody that's. Um, likes you, <laughs> uh, say your name, uh, helps me realize that. And, um, I think that pervades a lot of, uh, my being in the world is that inner voice. So it's a really important, um, uh, focus, focal point to, to study and, and I guess you start with accepting and then, uh, I don't know, move on. Um, just, um, uh, noticing is, is where I'm at right now. So I think that's good. Thank you, Corey. Thanks. Myla. Hi. Um, I didn't know what to expect and I knew I was coming on the last night. I thank you all for, a you know, accepting me in tonight. And I got the feeling that there was a real sweetness here and uh, a nice sangha, you know, and um, I I benefited by it tonight. Um, I've been here many times, but in person only twice recently. So um, I'm looking forward to the all day on Saturday. And um, thank you for sharing so deeply tonight. Um, and uh, what else? I, I just feel like there's just so much, like a common thread in in um, why we end up in meditation and what we want in life as as human beings. So it was great to share that with you all. Thanks. Hey everyone, I'm Raja. Um, thank Tanya for teaching the class. Um, thank you uh, the the community. It was really nice getting to know everyone and hearing uh, your thoughts as well. I think for me, the uh, series has been um, sometimes challenging, but also it has been very useful in actually forming, uh, advancing the meditation practice, mm-hmm. especially in the sense that um, certainly I ha- I'm more observant of uh, many of the tools that you know we discussed here and states of mind that we discussed here, uh, like the inner voice, like the different types of resistance um, that we experience in trying to be mindful, and uh, a lot of conditioning, which is very subconscious, and it pretty much like affects everything. So it's been useful, yeah. It's been very... Um, uh, good to expand my practice. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so this is my second week here. It sounds like class is over or the session is over. The, it's a four-week series. Mm-hmm. And so next week we start a, a different four-week series. Diana Clark and I will be co-teaching. Uh, we're calling it Let's Talk About Practice and we'll start actually talking the first week we'll be talking about sangha um and we'll cover sangha and we'll cover um i think it's i think we'll talk about wise effort again 
and mindfulness and uh, concentration. So, so one topic per week. But it'll be structured very much like this. We'll move through the topics. We'll have discussions and guided practices. So just each month kind of shifting a little bit what the theme is or how we're going about it. Great. Yeah, so this is yeah my, my first time doing this in a group setting. Um, I like it because when I'm here, there's nowhere else I need to be other than here. There's really not much else of a distraction. Um, even just listening right to the teaching is, sometimes I catch myself wondering, it's like, okay, wait, wait, you're here, go get back to it. Um, so yeah, definitely just getting started, but I want to get more into the practice of you know just being present. So um, this has been a good start for me, I think. Great. Hi, I'm, I'm Joe. I am just so glad that I found my way back here. I, I first came here in 2015, and I don't know what happened, but I just looked into it a couple of weeks ago, could make last week. I love Tanya. I think you're a fantastic teacher, and I feel very welcomed by everyone, so thank you. And, yeah, I just love my new Thursday evenings. Thank Yay. you. Yay. Wow. Well, may the benefit that um, you all shared come in deep, and may you um, appreciate and savor that benefit and share it. And it's, it's just going to be shared by in so many ways, you know, just... By if you hold it dear, you can't help but share it. And may that continue to be shared with all beings so that everywhere on this planet, people experience the benefit of this practice. And uh, I appreciate your sincerity, your engagement. You know, this is a beautiful sangha. Thank you for being here. And I hope to see you all next week. <laughs>